Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture. Uh, we're mixing it up today. It's Popping Culture TV show reviews. Uh, it's usually movies, but we're going to do TV, a TV show today. My guest today is the great comedian Shelly Belly. Uh, hey! <laughs> Uh, we'll be reviewing America's Got Talent. Uh, Shelly chose the TV show. Um, so any special reasons why? I love variety shows. I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I have followed America's Got <laughs> I have followed America's Got Talent for years now. And um, I, I, I rarely watch movies. I know that's weird, but I I'm always writing comedy and I'm always, if I do watch anything, it's, it's other comedians, uh, Netflix shows and things like that. But I love America's Got Talent. I love to watch the crazy things that people do. Uh, I thought about going on America's Got Talent one time. Have you ever thought about it? I, I have. You should definitely do it. I've known, of, I've known of other comedians doing it. I don't know how far they made it, but I have, I've known, heard of other local comedians doing it. I thought about it, but man, do I hate rejection. I had enough of that as an ugly teenager. I don't Me know too. if I can take it. <laughs> I understand that. We're reading the same mail on that one. Um, but I, I don't know if I, if, I, if I would have the nerve. I would, I would be just be a wreck. It's different being judged by a panel and going on stage to do a comedy show because they're like asking you to be there at a comedy show. They're not asking you to be there. When <laughs> America's got talents, like here I am now, judge me. Yeah, exactly. So that would be hard. I, there was one comedian. She was about my age. I've had people tell me I, we look alike. Okay. And uh, she had went on stage, and I'm like, she's going to kill it. She's a comedian, and she got up there and she forgot the last half of her joke, and I was like, I couldn't handle it if I did that. And so the, some of the judges loved her, but they were like, no. She didn't make it through. Yeah. yeah I was like, I could. When you forget your I jokes, can't. that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I don't know. I like, I like just love to watch just, there's so many talented people out there, you know, and, and a lot of people don't have the opportunity to show their skill and their talent. And that's one place that they can do it. And I could, I don't watch it for like a whole season so I can like binge watch it and, and sit there and just eat like the most horrible fattening foods you can imagine <laughs> and just binge watch America's Got Talent until the end in like two days. Nice. nice. Uh, like I said, I've seen, I've seen a couple seasons. Uh, do you feel like they have an advantage when it's a group versus when it's just one person on stage? You know, um, not really. I think usually, well, I think when you have a couple of people, but like when you get the choirs and you get these dance groups, I'm like, you seen one dance group, you've seen them all, you know? And But you get these people that can like go up in the air and do a back bend with the arrow with their toe and pop a balloon. And, you know, I'm like, geez, I've never been that flexible. How did they do that? And I'm like, I bet they are freaky. The husband and wife, I bet they are freaky. You know, that, but that's how my, my brain thinks. Um, but I, I, there was, did you see the episode about the girl? Uh, I don't know if she was Asian, but she was really scary. 
and she was doing magic. Yes. With the long hair. Oh, yeah. She, oh, that scared me. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, she should be in the WWE because she played that character very well. Didn't she, though? I was like, she looks like something out of a Stephen King movie. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing, I, thank you for bringing it up. When it comes to the magicians on the show, because they've had a couple, um, do you feel like that's, that's the, the tricks they've the tricks that they prove are you okay? Can we hold on a second? Oh yeah. <laughs> what was that? Okay, we're back. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> okay, no, no problem at all. Uh, yeah, but about the magicians, do you feel like uh, they sometimes they do the same trick as like the last season? Yeah, I, I do see that. Like, there's been two or three, you know, I was talking about with the um, girl with the arrow busting the balloon. Yeah, and the knife throwing. There's only so much, you know, practically killing somebody with the object you can do without it all starting to look the same. Um, I would say it's the, it's the, like, the magicians that are really different to me. I love magic. I always have. Now I couldn't do magic if you if you made me. Uh, but the comedians are my favorite. I just love the comedians. Oh, same here. My I and I'm biased, but I, I hate the singers. Like I like I, I hate the singers with a passion because it's 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 just it's it's tough to go after a singer. Like I've I've had I've done shows where like I've had to go again go after someone that literally was a variety show and it was a singer and it was just like Man, I want to hear him again, too. I don't want to hear no jokes. Yeah, it's like it, you can't combine all of that together and expect a, a res, the response you want. I mean, but the thing about singers are is, you know, what happened to the the smooth singers like, like Keith Sweat that was a cool, you know, just smooth. Everybody's got to throw riffs and stuff now. True. That's you know, true. and it's like, why you gotta tear that song up? Why can't you just make it sound good? Yeah. You know, it's like, why can't you? I mean, like, everybody wants to sing like Lady Gaga and they can't. No, no. I do like to watch American Idol. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When it comes to, we can't, if you want to talk about American Idol, we can't. Uh, which uh, group of judges did you like the most? I love Sharon Osbourne. Okay. Uh, so I like when Sharon Osbourne was on the show and um, Howie Mandel, I like him. He's just, he's just like, like a germaphobe really bad. And it's yeah. just like really weird. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a hugger. So I'm like, you know, yeah. uh, and I think Simon needs to take a break. You know, Simon was a beehole till he had his son. Now he's turned all nice and stuff. Yeah, I think he had back surgery too. I think that calmed him down a good bit. He did hurt his back, didn't he? God bless him. But, you know, he's still hot. To talk about Howie, I was reading a funny story about Howie because he is a germaphobe like bad. But apparently, mm -hmm. um, do you know who Joe Rogan is? 
Yes, I love Joe Rogan. Yeah, and Joe, you know, Joe Rogan has a mixed martial arts background. He's a stocky man. And Joe Rogan yes. just forgot and he shook Howie's hand. And he said, <laughs> the quote Joe Rogan, I think he said, uh, you could tell how he was, he, he remembered instantly and he apologized, but you could tell how he was like, I'm a germaphobe, but I definitely don't want to get beat up either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like, okay, just this one time. Yeah, just yeah, this once. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, this is. Have you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Have you heard the podcast with Joe Rogan and Kevin Hart? Yes, ma'am. Oh, did you not love it? They dropped a lot of gems, yep. Oh, wow. That my husband, he, he was telling me about it. He's like, Michelle, you really need to watch the, the podcast with Joe Rogan and Kevin Hart. It'll make you look at comedy totally different. Mm -hmm. and, and I did. And I was like, wow, just to hear how he does things and how he, and I'm like, well, you know, some of that I already do. And, uh, you know, like he'll say, no, true. Uh, True story. This is a true story. And how it's amazing how words, because we do a lot of psychological stuff too, you know. Of course. Of course. It's, people don't understand. Like when you're a comedian, you got to stand in front of people, make them laugh, make them feel, make them get confused and make them wait for punchlines. Like we're, we really do have to like go in somebody's mind and like control it for whatever mm -hmm. amount of time we're on stage. Absolutely. And, that, you know, whether it's facial expressions like, I would love to do what Brandon Rainwater does. You know, he is a heck of a host. He yeah. can pick any subject and turn it into whatever and it be funny. Yeah, great crowd. Work. I cannot do that. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot do that. I'm still working on crowd work. I mean, I can I can talk to a crowd, but the fact they like to keep the old his specialty is whatever he asks the crowd, he has a joke for. Yes. And it's like, if I be like, hey, what you do for a living? And he's like, um, I fix tires. I don't have no jokes for fixing tires. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't either. And I mean, so, you know, I'll bring the audience into my comedy, but I can't bring my comedy. You know, I can't like, hey, do you remember when you went to the gynecologist? Have you ever been to and then make it? In, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I just can't trust the crowd. Like, I can't trust the crowd to give me an answer that I can feed off of. How do you feel about hecklers? Uh, oh, I, I'll eat them alive. I, I've only been heckled literally twice since I've done comedy. I don't play that. If you want, if you want to be a part of the show, we can be, you can be a part of the show. I cannot do it. Oh, okay. I, I, I'll tell you, I had. I've only had it happen like twice and I was like, okay, whatever. Or I ignored them. I, I'm still learning. So I'm like, oh God, somebody heckled. Uh, I mean, not in a bad way. They, they're just trying to get involved in the story and it makes you lose your train of thought. And I don't think hecklers realize everything that we do on stage is normally planned out unless you're like Brandon and it's just kind of like you're doing crowd work. But for me, it's a planned out set. And if you holler at me or heckle me, I'm going to, it throws me completely off. I, I got on this guy. The first time I got heckled, I got on this guy so bad. But I had, I had a good bit of my friends that came out to support. Because, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have went in on the guy so bad if it had just been me. Because, you know, I don't want to fight nobody. But, like, I had literally like 30 people with me. So I just kept picking on him, kept picking on him. 
long story short, he came up to me. He was like, hey, buddy, I, I know not to talk anymore at shows. And I was like, I bet. Like, <laughs> he, had, he had some weird red suit. I don't know. I just kept picking on him. He looked like Clifford some in the front row. Yeah. Um, speaking of hosts, who was your favorite host for America Got Talent? Wow. I would say the guy that's on there now. I can't think of his name. He's Terry Crews. I like him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like, um, I don't remember what his name was. That was Nick Cannon? To, yeah, I didn't like him. Mm-mm. Yeah, nah, I never did. I, I think he was more more about trying to sell himself than sell the people that were coming in. Okay. I, I like the guy that's on it now. He's funny. Okay. Uh, yeah. it, it definitely is two different personalities. Yes. But I don't know who... Uh, what's her name that does it? Uh, that does that was the I'm horrible with names. That was the model. Um, she was a host on there. Um, oh, Tony Brad, not Tony Bradson. Uh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, she yeah. she Tyra was Banks. I like Tyra Banks. She's hilarious. Yes, I just learned She's- last year she married a billionaire. And I. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, okay. I, I don't think I could do anything after I marry, if I marry, a, like, well, I'm, no, I'm marrying an amazing woman soon. But if I was to marry a billionaire, I don't think I, I don't think I have ambition. Well, you know what? Of course she married a billionaire. She's not getting any younger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just only, I'm only kidding, Tyra. By God, I love you. I'm a comedian. Take a joke, Tyra. Yeah. yeah. I'll I give rent a billionaire, you. not marry one, though. <laughs> Man, I give it up to you. If you want to get up for work and you married to a billionaire, I give it up, you know. Uh, I, you know, people always say, what, what would you do if you hit the lottery, if you became rich? And I'm like, I, how am I supposed to answer that? I've never been rich. So how am I know what to do? Go get a financial advisor. That's real what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> real fast. Yeah, real fast. So re- like immediately. Like somebody trustworthy, someone that's already rich. So I don't have to worry about them stealing from me. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, everybody goes, oh, wouldn't you love the. See, I told you I change subjects all the time. It's fine. <laughs> but people say, oh, wouldn't you love to win the lottery? Wouldn't you love to be a billionaire? And I'm like, honestly, no. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, I would not want to live the rest of my life not knowing who I could trust and who I couldn't. Uh, well, I do that now. Um. Well, that's true, but but then you you know it, you don't know if people want to be around you because they really like you as a person, or they're only around you because of your money. I wouldn't want to live like that. Well, Shelly, we 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 on two different sides of the coin on this one. Uh. <laughs> like to be you know comfortable but you know i would like to to get a comedy show big enough to where i can buy a new car okay that's that's my dream i want to have a comedy show big enough where i can make enough to buy a new car i want to get rich enough where at least in a car makes sense right right yeah, yeah it's like i want to go go ahead i'm sorry no no i mean yeah i that that would be pretty cool yeah i i want to be able to to go, not have to buy a used car exactly yeah i can just go i want a new kia 
<laughs> You're probably thinking of Mercedes or Lincoln or something like that. No, I'm, I'm, here thinking, I I'm thinking the same thing. Like, I, I wouldn't want anything luxury either. Like, you know, why would I want to jump on that bandwagon now? That's generational wealth, you know? Yeah, right, right. I'm like, I just want a new Kia or maybe a credenza would be nice, but you know, is it, do they even make the credenzas anymore? I have no idea what that is. I, it, it's a nice, like the top notch of the Kias. I love my Kia car. Yeah. So yeah, I, but you know, going back to America's Got Talent, we're all over the place. I am. It's fine. If I could tell you one funny car story, you think you know about my little my little car. I think yes. Seen it. Uh, apparently, when we when I first got it, I don't know what was going on. I think I was doing a bunch of shows, and for some reason, my uh, I, I had just I went when I got home to my condo. I went in the bathroom, and they didn't know I had came home. And uh, long story short, my girlfriend and her mother that lives with us right now, they were in the kitchen. They came downstairs and they were in the kitchen. And I heard my girlfriend say with a, with a straight, I heard my girlfriend say this. She was just like, you know, sometimes I think he does too many shows. I hope he's not messing around. And my mother-in-law, as sweet as she is, she, I guess she pulled down the window maybe, I guess, but I gonna hear it from the bathroom. But I heard was, well, if you look at this car, I don't think he cheating on you with anybody. I don't think. <laughs> If you just look out here and see this car, see if there's any extra poutine anywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I mean, God bless it. Um, that is definitely not not a cootie getter. Yeah, no. exactly. But, so hopefully, you got to take off in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you're like no. you pull up. You don't have to worry about pulling up beside a girl at the red light and her going. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a woman be like, you know what? He's financially stable. Never. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to budget. That's never happened. That's... He's definitely an executive yeah. for sure. Exactly, yeah. He's yeah. definitely a CEO. Yeah. He owns this business when he pulls in. <laughs> when he puts those 15 inch tires on that car, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> never, never in life. Oh, man, this is this has been a great podcast. I enjoyed every part of this. I uh, oh, I want to throw. Oh, no, it's not the end. Know, not, you knew you was gonna hit something whenever you went to discount tires and threw them things on. I never expected like five grown men to get a laugh. Just like, oh, yeah, this is for your mom. Be like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> And I was like, they got two more before I'd be like, you know what? I'll just ride on this flat to the next place. They got two more jokes. Can, you can't plug that. Yeah. You can't like, plug that home. Yeah, buddy was over there like, you know what? The spare, the same size, ain't it? I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. Uh, I called oh, Triple A. I called Triple A because I'm a grown man. And I don't know how to change the tire. But I called Triple A. <laughs> and the guy was like, with a straight face, this chubby dude, like he was like 250. Chubby guy, he was like, You know what, buddy? You know, I can show you how to do it. I ain't got to use the jack. If I just lift it up on the side, <laughs> you can just put it on. I'll show you how to put it on. Uh, like, sir, if you don't use your jack now, this is. Was... Hey, listen, if, you, if you're ever changing the oil in that tire and you're up under it and the, and the a jack falls and you're up under it, just call your, you know, your, your stepchild to come out and just lift up the car and let you out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. No problem. I did. Tell 
I told one of my friends because he was trying, he was talking about his car could run over my car. <laughs> I said, "Look at that, sir. When you got that car, I can run you over. Now I got to do it by twice for you to die." But I <laughs> <laughs> that first hit just a warning, apparently. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but it's paid for, and that's all that matters. Uh, hey, I owe six hundred and ninety-two dollars on my car for it to be paid off, and then my husband goes, "Thank you so much. I am doing the Dave Ramsey." Uh, you know, baby steps thing. So just when we were right there of being debt free, except for our mortgage, my husband says, there's a truck I'm looking at. I'm like, oh. So then he tells me, you need to go get you another car to make me feel better about his decisions. (laughs) But he got that truck because like I said, we support each other. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I ain't supporting the payment on that truck though. I brought I bet, I, I bet that thing can go back real fast later. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, because trucks are not cheap. No, no, no. Not even the long term with gas and everything, no. Um, now what do you do for a living besides comedy? I'm a nursing assistant. So what you're so you're really telling the truth that you really do that. Yeah, it's a good, a good majority. I I, I, got, I remember some of my jokes. I don't want people thinking, D heck, I'm not, not all those jokes are true. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 yeah. no. You know, I, I used to be, I used to be a uh, uh, nurse's aide too. Okay. Wow. So okay. I know the parent teacher, uh, parent teacher, Lord, the, the patient uh, confidentiality. Yeah. 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 The HIPAA stuff. Oh, yeah. It's so, no, a, you don't tell stuff like that on stage. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh-huh. no. But, yeah, I was, I'm still a certified nursing assistant. I, I literally just started my new job next week. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah. I did, yeah, I did 12 years of working. Uh, I mean, I did eight years of working 12 hours. I'm finally going back to eight-hour shifts. Bless your heart. You was doing, like, how many days a week? Uh, with, with 12 hours, you, you work, um, like, seven days every two weeks. Because it's 12 oh, hours, you don't have to work seven days. So it's not too bad, but you just get those. Being there for seven to seven gets old real fast. Imagine me trying yeah. to do that on America's Got Talent. No, that would be impossible. Yeah, but like, uh, all right, oh, Mr. You're talking about working. Oh, I thought you meant like working 12 hours and then trying to go. No, that would be, that skit would be hilarious that I've heard you do. Oh, you would. Oh, that would get you in there. It is hilarious. No, I'm talking about having a patient up there. Be like, all right, you want to know what talent is? Turnover. Uh, oh my gosh! You you know what? I remember when I worked in nursing home. This is no lie. There was a woman. She's been long gone. She was already like like 101, 99, or something. She had the, a little tiny finger on her little ring finger was like deformed. She was a nun, like a true nun. And every time I would go in there to, to, to take care of her, she would pinch that fat up under my arm. And I was like, oh, and I mean, you know how bad that hurts. And I thought to myself, my God, no wonder she was a nun. If she had like this toward a man, didn't nobody ever want her. She them. was so mean. And she was still a virgin. They said that she, you know, nuns, they don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, no wonder. Maybe if she had her son, she wouldn't act it that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. The ones that fight, they live the longest. I know. They they always say the mean the mean ones live the longest. It's true. It's true. You know, patients. 
that is the most overworked and underpaid job that there is out there, I believe. Oh, yeah. And and un and unappreciated job there is out there. Yeah, until they start pooping on themselves, then they get very appreciative. Don't they though? Oh yeah. When they oh. want somebody to come change that pamper. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we always know when it's gonna be a bad patient because their family dropped them off quick. Yeah. And, and they don't come back. Oh yeah, it's never no questions. It's just like, all right, mama. <laughs> That's a tough job. And I I admire um that is a definitely a female dominated business uh, oh, yeah. occupation. And so I admire that a man can get in there and, you know, do that job because oh, yeah. it takes a lot of compassion. It takes a lot of caring and, you know, it's, it's hard and it's, it is not an easy job at all. It is backbreaking work. Oh yeah. I can't wait to stop doing it. I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm counting down days. As soon as I, as soon as they, as soon as I get enough, make enough money to do stand up or even just a podcast, it's, it's over. I ain't wiping ass no more. See me and you. We just need, you and I. We just need to just start sending our stuff to every comedy club in the entire U.S. and just hit the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we Yonko said he. Well, I, well, said he has something coming up in, soon for us. So. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. called me yesterday. I was at Bingo with my mom. You know how to make an you know how to make an old woman mad? Uh, I don't know. Say cornbread's not ready. I don't know. Yo, bingo. <laughs> I told a joke. That is perfect. Is <laughs> no, no, you're right. Because we do bingo at the nurse home I work at. And you're right. You're right, boy. <laughs> Let them call bingo wrong, and they already swiped their card. It's yeah. They cussing. Oh yeah, it's oh yeah, oh yeah. It's Over a candy bar. Oh yeah, it's time for their pain medicine. It's real food. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you can only imagine when the older people are playing for real money. Yeah, yeah. Man, I went. I've only been to um, real not nurse home bingo, but real life bingo once, and I was just like, I ain't coming back here. This is a uh, dangerous. Is, this is bad. If I, you think the hood is bad, they ain't been to bingo. Yeah, I imagine the bingo in the hood. This is this is a. <laughs> oh, I got an idea, hood bingo. <laughs> yeah, I've been man. It's uh, but I've been the good. You walk out alive, you're you're a winner automatically. <laughs> I don't know. I've been to good neighborhoods with bingo, and even they, you know, and there it ain't good no more. It's wartime, huh? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I get say you wear a camo in there. Yeah, for real. Yeah. You tell them you got three games. It's time to go. All right. Um, but to get back to uh, you said American Idol, um, how do you feel like it's changed throughout the years when it comes to American Idol, where you started with the winner being Kelly Carson to, uh, I believe, Ruben Stutter in 2004. So that maybe that was either second, third season to now where uh, I know um, Daughtry won the last season I watched. How do you feel about the different artists winning, like uh, going from like pop artists from Kelly Carson to R&B artists like Ruben Stutter to a rock and roll artist like um, Daughtry? I'm just, I know that's not his name, but he's the lead singer of Daughtry. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the different genres of music winning throughout the couple of years? Oh, well, you know, I love all kinds of music. There is not one particular type of music I like. Um, you know, people always are always like, what kind of music 
here you are 52 years old and coming up to Chingy on stage just because I love it. And, you know, I love all kind of music. I think it is amazing how Kelly Clarkson, what vocals, just absolutely amazing vocals. And she is such a real human being. You know, she's very real to her fans. She's very down to earth. And she doesn't forget where she came where she came from. Yep. Uh, but to, she is an unbelievable, and, and um, she and uh, what's the girl, uh, Jesus Take the Wheel, the- um, Carrie Underwood. Well, Car- wow, Carrie Underwood too. What amazing singers. Um, Daughtry, um, and for, I feel so bad that Daughtry just doesn't get the love that he deserves. He had a good three years. He had a good run. I really like his music, but I, uh, I, I think he fell into the, um, what's the rock band that, Nickelback. Uh, Nickelback. I think he fell into the Nickelback phase and kind of got lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because he is an, a phenomenal singer. Yeah. I just don't think the 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 Daughtry band got the respect they deserve because he did come from America America uh, American Idol yep. um, you know a lot of people think well you didn't pay your dues you know you hear that in comedy too oh you really I didn't hate, I hate that people love talking about paying your dues if someone's naturally funny just let them be naturally funny if they're successful let Thank them you. be let them just be successful like i'm not losing anything by give like by saying somebody's funnier than me like i'm not losing anything they have their there's niches i can fit a niche i don't have to take nothing them getting money in their pockets not gonna take money out of mine right right either people are funnier or even they're not either they're a great singer or either they're not it doesn't matter if you paid your dues or not. If somebody is a great singer, give them the credit where credit is due. It's a God-given gift. Give them the credit. And I just don't think that he was given the credit or given the, the opportunities that he deserved in the record industry. Now, I'm not a promoter, or and I don't know a whole lot about that. But, um, and so we had uh, Kelly Clark, Ruben Stutter, I, I never was a big Ruben Stuttered fan. I, I don't, I don't, he, I just think that he was just a, he was mediocre. Hmm. I, I don't think that there was, um, um, I loved his, his, I loved his appearance because I love teddy bear, you know, teddy bear guys, you know, um, but I was just, I, if you wouldn't have mentioned his name, I would have never knew who you were talking about. Okay. Um, I think that um, there were much better performers um, on the show. Uh, another performer that I'm not big on is, um, what's the guy that went uh, on tour with Queen? Uh, see, I, I it's... I can't remember his name, but he went on tour with Queen. And, you know, that was kind of like that new singer going on tour with Journey. It just sitting not working. Okay. You know, you can't go on tour with a band that lost the singer that everybody adored. The front man died and you're going on tour 
and trying to c- carry on that name. It just ain't working. No, unless you just have that kind of following or that kind of like music, you mm-hmm. you just can't. Like it's just that's just uh, a recipe that won't give you success. Right, right. And let me ask you a question, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, have you? Are you afraid to talk about politics, religion in this day and time uh, because of being canceled? No, no. As long as it's something we all agree on, like we, like when it comes to politics, I think you know if you're trying to be red or blue, and then I think you also know when you're just being funny. Like you, it's jokes you can tell where everybody can laugh at, but you also can like say something and you're not trying to be funny. Like I'm, I'm just trying to make people laugh. I don't want to make a statement. Like I don't want to switch anybody's mind on what they believe. And when it comes to religion, like I feel like I have a great advantage because, I, like I said, I grew up a Jehovah Witness. Like mm-hmm. I've heard a bunch of Jehovah Witness jokes. Like, and but from the outside, you know, when it's different, when you were one, it's like what the way I see it is totally different. So people kind of enjoy seeing the inside view instead of just seeing from the outside. Right. I think it's, you know, we're talking about culture and um, I think we're talking about what, how quickly people get canceled, how quickly people get bored with things. And um, I think that's an, an advantage in comedy is, and I think that's why Kevin Hart has done so well Because like we were saying earlier, either you're funny or either you're not. And people are going to come see you because you're funny. Um, I think that if you don't, it's kind of like a record, you know, like these people cut albums. They expect you to have a great album every time. And if you don't, you're canceled. And you know what I'm saying? Because people, the trends change so much. I I think it's one of those things where, your fan base is always going to ride for you. I've seen a lot of people, like, if your fan base loves you, they love you, but you also can't, like, I know Jerry Seinfeld, like, if you notice, he'll say the same jokes in every special. Uh, Eddie Griffin does the same thing. He'll tell the same jokes from his last special. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've, you know, his fans will even say it like, you know, hey, I, I don't want to buy the same thing over again. Like, if you put out, 45 minute special the next 45 minute special we don't want to hear that same thing we already bought right so you're constantly having to change things and you're hoping that what you changed hits yes yeah but that's one of you the best to- things about uh, i didn't mean to cut you off i'm sorry but that's one of the, ble- the blessings like a lot of people talk about they started comedy too old uh you have way more stories than i do well that is true yeah <laughs> So uh, you have way more stories you can make funny. You can translate where I have a good bit, but you know, age brings knowledge, and you have way more you can like pick on. Well, you know, but uh, the good thing is, well, the not so good thing is, is a lot of the younger generation when I talk about certain things, they don't get it because they not had that experience yet. Um, I think I I. I try to do things that are unexpected. When I get up on that stage, people don't expect me to deliver the comedy that I do. Do you think that's true or? Uh, I've just seen so much comedy. I can't speak for the crowd, so, but I would, I would suggest yeah. yes. But I would also, and, and this is what I was told when I first started comedy, 
don't ever try to go too young because young people don't pay, buy tickets. Exactly. And, and and that's what I love is, is I have, and I'm so happy about is I don't have a certain type of fan base. My fan base is diverse in every way there is. And I'm so fortunate that I have that, that it, it I, everybody loves comedy, no matter who you are, either Either you're funny or either you're not. Either you're a good singer or either you're not. And uh, I, going back to America's Amer uh, American Idol, that's the unfortunate thing. One of my daughter's friends went to the next step to be in front of the judges and sing. Okay. And she had been through a very traumatic situation. And when she, um, the producers were trying to get her to use her traumatic situation. No, I'm sorry. She had not gotten in front of the judges. They were trying to use that bad situation to get her in front of a judge. So the judges could talk about it. And because she didn't want to, she did not get to move to the next step. Wow. So yeah, you know, just like everything, things are edited. Things are, you know, it, how can I say this? I think I think that there is more talent out there that is not being discovered because people have control over who they can pick and who they can. And I think a lot of even comics. Um, you know, because they get on stage in their presence, maybe a little bit different. They may look a little different um, or not chosen, maybe because they, you know, or they don't get laughed at because of the way they look or the way they, but, you know, I think that's unfortunate um, that there is so much. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? There is so much talent out here that hasn't been discovered yet. But would you agree that since I know you started social media, do you feel like that's the great equalizer? Because now it's no more of like this person or this, this company says, okay, we want this to be the next person. Now with social media, it's like, no, the people choose. So those 500,000 followers you have, they all chose that you're funny. They all chose that they want to watch you. They all chose that they want to come see you instead of a company. Now, when the company comes to you, you have all the leverage. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because and that's what I was saying about uh, America's Got Talent earlier. I don't want to stand up in front of judges and have give the let the judges have the ability to tell me whether I'm good enough to go further or not. When I have the audience that's saying different, um, or a producer trying to sway or push things in a direction, uh, I don't like that. I do like that my fans are saying we think you're good enough to do stand-up comedy. So I did. And then the other comedians said, Michelle, you're a good comic, which made me continue. If those comedians were not a laugh at me the first time, I would have never continued. Okay. Yeah. I'm so glad they left. I, I, you, I, you were there the first time I went on stage. Okay, good, good. Well, I remember you. I, I remember you, and I remember um, um, jazz. No, I can't remember some of them, but I remember you. 
specifically because you were you were just cool as a cucumber i mean like like you know this is second nature to you no big deal and i was like oh yeah yeah. when it's open mic time it's like you know what i'm not getting paid none of these jokes work they just don't work you know like i'm not gonna put stress on my back it's not an audition (laughs) yeah very true very true um what can i ask you questions please so what do you like what is your next big step what would you like to do next um, just get funnier. Like I, my biggest thing is never, you never want to get to a level where you're not ready. I never want to get to a position where somebody asks me to do something. It's like, I'm not ready. Like, I know I have a tight 20, but I don't have a tight 30. I don't have a tight 45. And if you want to feature, like going to, like, if I want to be a feature, um, you know, cause you've, you've been in clubs, you know, it's the host feature and headline. If a headliner asks me to open for him just to feature I don't have a tight 30 so I truly respect the craft where it's like once I feel like I have a tight 30 then I would hopefully try to go on the road with a comedian so my goal is just to get better because I just don't want to get to a level that I'm not ready for yeah I, when do you know you're ready um, in my opinion when I know I have enough time to cover an opportunity like some people jump into being headliners and some people are just that funny they naturally are that funny but I know I don't have a tight 45 yet but right now it's just about yeah. exposure um, to me exposure is worth more than money at this time that, yeah that's true that's that's very true um, you know I think I think my problem is is I don't know how to go to the next step you know, it's like, what do you do? I mean, how do you get into a club? Is it all in who you know? So I think that's my struggle is I don't know how to go to the next step. I think majority of it is that I've learned. I've got a lot of yeses just because I knew someone. So I would yeah. definitely say it's one of those things. It's who you know. Like Okay. Like gotcha. nine times out of 10, everything I've ever been booked for, they've ever, they've either seen me, of course, you know, being seen, they, somebody knows me funny, or they've been like, hey, so-and-so said you were funny. And it's, it's most of the time, so-and-so said you were funny. Well, you know, I, I want to uh, bring Boudreaux in. You know, he just came from out of nowhere, Uncle Boudreaux. Yeah. And uh, he has really been, you know, getting around a good bit. Yeah. What a great guy he is too. Huh? Yeah, super, very super nice guy. Like he, he, he just comes up and talks to you. Like he don't care who you are. Like, uh, like first time he came and spoke to me, I, I was like, hey, I might. Like, well, I'm your younger brother. I was like, you're mine. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. But yeah, sweetest guy in the world, man. Very sweet fellow. Um, I'll, I'll tell you that he he got me to go to a club in Columbia, South Carolina. That was different. Yeah. That was really different. I went the night before to see him. I wish I came to see when you were performing. Um, Yeah. That was your first like urban room. Yes. And, and I really loved it um, because they, everybody there, uh, they just let it go. It's not like, it's just like, They'll let you know if you suck. Yeah, yeah. In a minute. I was treated so well, and the people there are so nice, and uh, I never felt like, 
you know, it, it was, it was just, I'm there to do comedy and I just had a ball yeah. and it was a really, I, I want to go back. Okay. Um, okay. I'll definitely talk to Skip and see what he, where, where he can put you. Um, Skip's the new manager over there. So I'll definitely tell Skip you want to come back. That's no problem. Skip opened. Yep. Uh, our, no, he closed the show. Yeah. Skip was the headliner, but he's also mm-hmm. like the manager over there now. Yeah. And, and, you know, Brandon, he's helped me get some gigs out there or, oh, you yeah. know, in different places. And Brandon's great to work with. And, oh, yeah. um, so it's just really a matter of, I guess, just me kind of getting my name out there. I just did a show with, um, uh, oh gosh, I'm horrible with names. I tell you, the have you been to Spartanburg yet? To at Midtown? Uh, no, not yet. No one's uh, hit me up yet. Um, uh, well, I did a show out there a couple of times, and uh, Urban, but I'm welcome with open arms. Oh yeah, Spartanburg is a college town for the most part, right? Um, it. It is, but then again, well, no, I wouldn't really say no. No, I don't. I don't think all of it is. I think okay. um, in that this area, because you know, college kids don't have money to go out. Uh, if they are out, they're over over cheese. You know, getting two dollar, yeah. you know, Michelob light or whatever. Sure. But yeah, or whatever they call Pat's Blue Ribbon PBR. Uh, but again, we, we'll just keep going back and forth, back and forth, but. The, the, the show, I'm glad that shows have given the people opportunities like America's Got Talent and American Idol has given the people opportunity that they otherwise would not have had. I think it's like that with TikTok. I think it's like that with, with Instagram. Um, and it's like that with open mics. Yeah. Um. One thing before, because I I wanted to make sure I asked you this question, and this is not being mean, this is just being honest. When it comes uh-huh. to America Guys Talent and American Idol, do you feel like they ever put people on the show that they know are going to fail? Yes. Absolutely. From, from and again, I'm under contract, so I can't really say anything. Um, and, and, once, and then later on when all this happens and I come back to you and I go, this is what I meant, mm-hmm. uh, you, you'll understand. But producers definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, push you in a direction to make the show what they want it to be. Okay. Yeah. I think that's with, I mean, of course, they do what sells. Yeah. Um, you know, when they, when they, I, and I think a lot of times it's, it's insulting and a lot of times they should be ashamed of themselves. Because you have fed these people to make them think that they are truly more than what they really are and knew that people were going to act that way, um, that the audience was going to act that way toward them. Um, but that some of these people, I really think they think they can sing. Yeah, it's definitely seen some episodes where I was like, this person may have mental illness. Right. And they get up there and the judges laugh at them. And I mean, they've actually, I believe, I don't know if this was just like rumor, but I heard that one of their contestants actually went back and was chastised so bad that he committed suicide. The worst mm-hmm. guy I can remember was, do you remember a guy? I think his song was She Bangs. Yes. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. 
pretty bad. Yeah. I could I can't remember the names, but I could, I hate the girls that get on there. And they uh, they have an attitude, you know, like I can sing, I can, and then there it's like, oh my God, my dog's howling sound better than this. Yeah. But then I had to remember they put those people on there because they are that bad. And unfortunately, that was the uh, probably the only five seconds of fame that they will ever get. Yeah, they go back to their little town and you know, they they're known for that, I guess. Bless them. What do you want to be known for? As far as your comedy style? Um, Just funny. Like, I don't need, of course, everybody's, you know, really big on having a niche, but as long as as they think I'm funny and I can make money off of it, that's pretty much it. Uh, What about you? Um. I think I want my niche just to be um, down to earth, just um, that Southern woman that you can sit on her front porch and talk to and drink sweet tea and just talk about anything. Well, you're definitely doing that now. Like you definitely, yeah, that I would say that's your stand up, like perfect, perfectly stated right there. You do get that vibe. I get a lot of people that just are like, you know, I, I think, you know, I hear a lot of comedians that just use some language that is like really edgy and I respect it because I mean, I can't do it, but if that's what they can do. Um, but I, I am so scared to be edgy that I have to be me. You know, I have to kind of be, and, and that's just who I am. And that's just who you are. And that's yeah. what I think that's what's made us great the way we are is we're just who we are. And like, when you get on stage, your comedy is nothing like I would expect it when you get on stage. It's one of those things where I definitely wrote jokes that didn't sound good coming out my mouth. <laughs> like I've definitely wrote jokes where I was like, you know, like tags where it's like, hey, buddy, you should try this because it just doesn't sound it doesn't sound like it's supposed to come out of my mouth. So I've definitely but, passed on jokes before. See, but I think you just have this straight face comedy that is just like, like I said, the first time I saw you and you were just, you don't move a lot. You're just a very, oh, you yeah. know, comedian. And just that in itself is funny. Thank you so much. I love the fact that you, the moment you get on stage, you smile. And it's true. When people smile, when you smile, everybody in the room smiles. And that's just perfect for comedy. Because it's just like, you can't help smile when you smile. So that's that's definitely one of the things you have. Then the fact that you're not scared to move around the stage. I tripped once. I didn't fall, but I tripped. And I was like, after that, I was like, it's no more walking. <laughs> I was like, this is it. And I remember I was See, so mad because the joke didn't need me to walk. Like it was no reason for me to be walking. So that that extra pissed me off. So I was just like, you know what? I can just get in the center of the stage, tell these jokes, and then I'm gone. Like it's no and I'm point. good. Yeah. Like, and you're good. Yeah, because if I had twist like, my no ankle tell Yeah, if I had twist my ankle telling jokes, best believe it'd be no more comedian Michael Garrett. It's, it's no reason for all the extra. No, no, no. No, you can't see me. I think it see, I think at my age at 52, I have to prove to people that I can still move. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's why I do it. I'm just trying to prove myself. Well, it definitely works. It definitely works. Do you get more tired doing that? Like moving around? It's actually re- helps release my energy, okay. my adrenaline. Okay. Um, but then again, it helps tell my stories. Um, I think if I were to just stand there and tell my stories, it would be like crickets. I got you. You know, but to see someone my age running around the stage, laying down on the stage, you know, doing all this stuff, you know, and they're having to keep up with me. Yeah. You know, I I have to be high energy because, you know, most 52 year old people are just like, so, yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta be high strong, you know, for them to give them the unexpected. Yeah. Well, you definitely give it some and you do an amazing job. Like I promise you, you, I'm, I'm really blessed to have you on the podcast. So you definitely have a great following, a great future also. Um, Is there anything else you would like to say about American Got Talent or American Idol? Uh, No, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a big movie buff and I'm, you know, I just watch shows because I work and, and uh, do comedy and that takes up the majority of my time. I, you know, I'm on either doing that or doing TikToks or, uh, or stuff like that. And I can't watch stuff like the green mile or Forrest Gump because I'll sit there and I'll cry for two days. Me too. Me too. I, I just can't do it. The green mile will get me. If you don't mind me asking one question, you're 52. I hope this doesn't, I hope this is an inappropriate question. Were you a fan of murder? She wrote. You know what? I think at that time I didn't even have a TV because I was so poor. Okay. So I really don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. I really don't think I had a TV during that time. Okay. Uh, so I don't know how to answer that. Uh, I do love the show The Blacklist. Okay. Nice. 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 I've I've seen a few episodes. Okay. That's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but anything else though, it's like, oh, that looks, I do love military movies. Like, I like military movies until my son went into the military yeah. and then I couldn't watch it anymore. I, I you know, I was that. like, Mm-mm. and now that he's out, I'm like, okay, I can watch it again. <laughs> Is that awful? Yeah, it makes sense though. Like, that's, it's different when it goes from like, not fiction, but it goes different when it's like, okay, I'm just watching to realizing, oh, he might be going through this. So, yeah. And that makes total sense. Here's one last thing I want to say. If, if anybody from American Idol is listening or a producer, I want Snoop Dogg as a judge on America's Got Talent. I or, agree. Yes, I believe that only Snoop, after he's high, can give a true judgment of your talent. I would let Snoop Dogg judge me. Yes, I would love to see the people press the censor button. Yes. That's a absolutely. funny mother. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cold mother. CBS better get ready for them fines. It's, it's coming. You can't say what the boop. You was you was not funny. What the boop? Yeah, what are they be, thinking? <laughs> yeah, I could see him sitting beside Howie, right? He gonna go back to his friends and be like, he killed that beep. I'm like <laughs> 
be so cool. Right now, they don't. Everybody's so stiff on there. You know, it's like, get Snoop Dogg. If Snoop Dogg can do a cooking show with Martha Stewart, by God, that man can do anything. Yeah, I know, right? Two people with criminal records cooking. This is a... Know it. Yes. You know they. You know Snoop can cook. I. You know he has his own like TikTok, sh- and he does cooking on there. I literally just got on TikTok uh, two days ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I watched all we your videos this- on um, Facebook. Oh, on Facebook. Yeah. What do you think about my videos that I do? Hilarious. Like I, you deserve the following you have. Like your characters, it, the fact that like. You definitely can see where, like, you started taking it, like, serious. And then, like, I mean, they were always funny. But now I can tell where, like, you take them serious now than from the beginning when I watched the first couple ones. But, like, you, you're killing it. Like, they're all funny. It wasn't one where I didn't laugh. You really had to – it's just like doing comedy on TikTok is just like doing comedy on stage. You had to find your – you had to find yourself. You had to find what works. What does the, like I had this lady, she goes, I haven't seen Fernando in a while. You know, and the, the, so many people are like, they live vicariously through these, you know, people. I've had people say, you are the meanest person on TikTok, the way you treat your neighbors. I'm like, "Uh, what? And I had, I did one about, um, uh, what was it, uh, Candy, uh, no, Donna going to rehab for women that can't hold a man more than 15 days. And somebody said, please stop making fun of rehab. I just got out of rehab and it is a very difficult thing to do. I'm like, what? It's a re- I'm talking about a rehabilitation center for Donna that can't hold a man more than 15 days. Oh my God. I've, I've read a lot of articles saying don't read the comments. Do you agree with that or you feel like you have to read them? I read, I try to read every single comment. I try to comment to as many uh, usually when I see stuff like that, I just hit delete and get it off my page. I be- if it wasn't for those people, I would not be doing what I'm doing today. Okay. The- so I want to let them know how much I appreciate them lip syncing my videos, duetting my videos. Because if you have, have you seen how people duet my videos and mm-hmm. lip sync them? Yes. That takes a lot of practice. Okay. And- and so, uh, I mean, I have men that dress up in full drag to do my yep. videos. Oh, yeah, I saw it. And so I try to comment and tell people how much I appreciate their comments and everything they do. I, I think that's where people lose a lot of their following is they get, they get big and they just stop commenting. They okay. stop doing anything. And then people don't feel like they, well, I'm the one, I followed you. You're the reason you're so big. Now you act like you don't know who I am. You're right. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I mean, I look at my, I mean, I'm a small channel now, so it's easy to look at comments, but I didn't think about it. Yeah, you're right. Well, there's no way you answer every comment, but I get what you're saying. You do as many as you can. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And, and so, 
you know, and, and I think that's important that, and I think that's where people get lost. And again, going, going back to popular singers and stuff and how they get lost. I think sometimes they get so busy and they can't respond to their, to their fans fans get kind of hurt and they don't feel important anymore. So they kind of fall off the spectrum. Um, I don't know how the Kardashians keep up, get it. Keeping up the Kardashians. Yeah, they stay away from killers. Um, oh, okay. Maybe they're not right. Not a good time. And yeah, too soon. Yeah. Uh, too soon. Yeah. You got to wear gloves to be around those people, you know? Oh yeah. Pretty don't fit. Yeah. Uh, look we're two comedians don't get us going Uh, for real (laughs) we can find a subject funny about anything yeah 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 life life's too short you gotta laugh you gotta laugh and if you ever want to be popular you know if you ever want to become famous have your mother turn you out in porn i say because that's no i'm just saying that's what happened to them I i remember i remember that's People say, how do, how do you think the Kardashian, the Kardashian, you know, they're so popular with their makeup. They're so, and they are. I mean, wow. They took, they went from nothing to, because a lot of that is because of their, their makeup and stuff. But, but I, I know how they got there. They're, they're lawyers, right? Like the top people, like their family, they're lawyers, right? That's where the wealth came from in the beginning, I believe. Right. Well, then they, you know, yeah. Yeah. and so then Kim had this porn, I, I guess you could say home video, and she didn't want to show people. And her mother was like, no, show it. It'll make us popular. Yeah. Well, got, I think it got leaked too. So because other companies leaked. were selling it. It got leaked and they were trying to get it from the shelves and they were just like, well, hey, it seems to be pretty popular. Let's leave it alone. And that's kind of how she got her name from what I heard. I don't know that to be a fact, but yeah. Yeah, that's why people say Kanye West is crazy. But if your wife had a sex tape out there, it's kind of hard to walk in rooms. Right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Um, I, I, you, I tell you, what do you think about Kanye West? Is he not a Fruit Loop? I think he's very talented in what he does. I would never take that away from him, but I definitely think he needs therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what to think about him. It's one of those uh, things where I just don't want to take away the talent from the artist because he doesn't make it where he is without being talented. So that's the only thing. But exactly when, when you see everything that comes with it, you're just like, this guy has a this guy has issues. Yeah, you know, that's like Mike Tyson. Yeah. You know, he is a, um, I mean, true talent. One of, I would say, besides Muhammad Ali, and he might beat Muhammad Ali, he is absolutely one of the best boxers ever. Yeah. And I hate that people came in and took everything that man worked for away from him. And just... It, it caused so many mental instabilities because of what people did to him. Yeah. And but he's like they say, he's, he's just a very likable guy. Like, it's hard not to like Mike Tyson. Like um, Mike Tyson is so likable that I literally just found out literally last year that he hit his ex-wife. Like I, I had never knew that he hit his ex-wife. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make it doesn't make me hate. I lost a little respect for him. Don't take me wrong. But like, right. if, if I had never found that out, I'd be like, no, you never did that. Like, you know. So yeah. Do you believe that that because you hear this a lot that comedians a lot of them have a lot of skeletons of mental issues in their closets? Oh yeah, we have to. Normal people don't stand in front of people and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Normal people aren't like, you know what? Here's my story. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why you should listen to me. Only preachers do that. So I guess. Yeah. Give me your money. Uh, this is, we're not. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're religious. I'm sorry. I didn't. I hope that didn't offend you. Okay. No, I'm Baptist. So yeah. you do you. You okay, know, cool. us Baptists, we can laugh about anything. All we want to do is wait till church gets over at 12 o'clock so we can go to the buffet and eat. Yes. Yes, you you guys will pack out a golden corral, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're you're like you know the the black churches now they don't get out till we have it staggered perfectly. We get out at twelve, they get out at two. That gives us enough time to you know kind of that's the way it's been you know in the south for years. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. Especially when Ryan's was a thing. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but now they got uh old what is it golden corral? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to ground up here. Yeah, and now you got to put on a glove. So you're walking around like Michael Jackson yeah. with a blue glove on, you know, scooping. You can hold the plate with this hand, but you have to scoop. <laughs> I, I hate buffets that don't have the uh, spit visor over there. Oh, my husband hates buffets. I don't trust He's buffets. Like, they have too many kids in there. I'm like, whoa, whoa, it's 10 kids in here. We don't need to go in here. These kids don't understand. There's germs everywhere. Well, my husband's issue is, have you ever seen a skinny person at a buffet? Me? You. You must have a high, but I'd say 80%. Oh, yeah, 80%. Oh, yeah, 80% breaking chairs. Yeah. I don't know how a buffet makes, or how, how the buffets make money. Oh, you know it's rude when they be like, all right, five plates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they have the whole plate filled. Yeah. The whole, the whole, not the whole plate, the whole uh, table field. It's not even worth me going into a buffet because I eat like a bird. You know, yeah. I'm like, I just want the chicken skin and we're out. <laughs> yeah. You should never treat a buffet like a challenge. And that's what I see a lot of. Especially when they grill the burgers. It's like chow down at that point. Yeah. You never see people hovering over the salad bar to buffet, do you? No, no it'd just be me over there by my lonesome. <laughs> got the bacon and everything just like trying not to look awkward like you know they got see all the season salad you want in here nobody else gonna take advantage of this you know how much all right this is what i'm here for i can see it yeah michael wants to wants to be taking a lunch oh i know exactly where to take him ruby cheese days salad <laughs> salad bar have right. you noticed all the ruby cheese days are closing uh, I want the one that li- that's like literally a mile from my house. Uh, we're good. That- Are you? There's two here in Spartanburg that's closed. Okay. No, the one yeah. um the one on Garner's Ferry and uh, close to where I live, they, we're good for the most part. Um, the only, I guess, say the only problem is like um I think they were closed down for renovations, but that's it. I don't think they're going anywhere. Well, let me ask you: Have you performed at the Comedy Zone in uh, Charlotte? Mm-hmm. A few times, yeah. How do you, how, I, that is my next dream is to go there and perform. And in Atlanta. I would love to go to Atlanta and perform. I mean, 
this just another I ain't trying to be rude, but it's just another comedy comedy zone. Like it it's pretty much the same, same old, same old. Like when, when really, you get there, just don't like when you get there, it's just like it probably fits maybe twenty more people than the one in Greenville, maybe twenty or thirty more people, but it's still just another comedy club. Uh, the stage is maybe nice. just a little bit bigger, not much bigger. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I love to go. I love to to get in there and, yeah. and do comedy. Go to Atlanta. You've been. To, I'm sure you've been to Atlanta. Oh yeah, I've done um, Punchline. I've been to Atlanta Comedy <gasps> Theater. Um, I've done a little, little bargain bargain grill. Atlanta is nice, but um, I don't pick on um gay people of course in my set i know you don't but like for any comedian that watches this just stay you know no stay away from like gay jokes in atlanta just like just you know they they did not find that funny at all like you know we don't pick on them of course in our sets but if it's a comedian watching right like, that's not the place for gay jokes really yeah really there's I, a big lgbt if you do have a gay joke it's gotta be one that's not like picking on them in particular because that that was a crowd where it was just like the comedian felt it and like he was i'm not gonna say name but he was definitely like sorry (laughs) very sorry oh my god next joke oh wow now do you have to get in over there by doing open mic night like I say, everything is by who you know. Like once you, like you, you've seen it. Once you work with somebody, they'll definitely help you get on. Like for me, it was just I did shows with somebody in Raleigh, and he's the reason why I got the other gigs. And um, but um, like I say, I'll definitely throw your name around, Shelly. There ain't no problem. Yeah, I'm still learning. I'm still learning, and and uh, you know, and I'm just trying to you know get my name out there and who I need to talk to. I got to learn how, I got to remember names better than I do. Cause I'm horrible at that. I need to take a little notebook. Like, I wonder why my dad always carried like a little spiral notebook in his front pocket. And every time somebody would say something, he'd take it out, flip it out and get him a pen. I need to start doing that. I've hit that old lady age. Where I need the, the, the nerd pen and pad. Nice, nice. Where people would say their name and I'm like, hold on a minute. Well, next next time I see you, I'll give you one. I promise. Really? Yes. 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 Usually I have a notebook and a pen, but I walk around, you know, just when something hits me in the brain that would be funny, I write it down. Yeah, I, I do like literally the moment it happens, I'll leave a voice memo in my phone because I'm just better if I hear myself saying it, then I can remember everything else. Oh, that's a good idea. I just got to find it in my phone. I'm still learning about that too. Nice. <laughs> People okay. say, do you know how to do effects and stuff? And I'm like, look, I hit record and that's it. Yeah. That's all I know. Well, judging by your videos, you that's all you need. Like, stick with the <laughs> basics. Like, I hate when people try to go over the extra mile with something that's so simple. You know? Have you seen the people that, that do the, where they have like a boot and they throw it up in the air and boom, they dress. I want to do that. Okay. I want to do, I want to dress fancy, you know, and do that. Be like, hillbilly crazy chick to fancy chick oh yeah it's all about editing so you would just uh record up to the point where the boot like goes in the air and then um literally just pause it or stop the video and then you just go to do you have an iphone no i have an android well i'm pretty okay i'm not sure about android um but it should be some kind of editing software where you just link the videos together in the next video yeah you just um and you were literally just 
uh, throw the boot up, like, you know, whatever, have somebody else throw the boot or you can throw the boot. And then uh, when it comes down, you just already have the outfit changed. So it's all about editing on that one. Well, look, I know how to do something. Okay. Wait, now you know what I'm going to be doing all night. Okay. <laughs> Tell your husband I said I'm sorry. <laughs> Say, honey, go get, go get me something fancy to put on. Yeah. Put it in the truck. <laughs> yeah, put it in the truck. And you know what's funny? You know how I always do my skit with my lingerie, right? The can mm -hmm. of busted biscuit. <laughs> the other day I'm at work. And uh, no, no, I was at uh, Dollar General and I'm paying for my stuff and I'm trying to find my wallet. And I, I had, you know, you know how women's purses are. You just have to scoop in there to find your stuff. So I scooped out and I put it, there's that lingerie. <laughs> for take it. And this lady's like, I'm like, no, 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 I'm a comedian. It, it's, it's, a, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> So my husband's like, you need a comedian, a comedian bag to take with you to leave in your car. That's a smart decision. That's smart. Instead of know. digging and you know pulling out thong lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> we could talk all day, couldn't we? Yes. About yes. nothing. <laughs> but I, I will you take. Yes, I agree. A anytime you want to come back, please let me know. Um, like I said, I, thank I didn't... you. Is there anything you like to say to your fans? I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. And uh, normally on Thursdays, I'm on open mic night at the Comedy Zone in Greenville. Go to my website, ShellyBellyComedy.com. Any shows that I have coming up, um, they are put on there. Just go to events. If you want to buy merch, um, I have a merch store on there. Um, if you want to see my TikToks, my Facebook, my Instagram, everything is under ShellyBellyComedy.com. I do have some stuff on YouTube, my stand-up, so go check it out. Yes. Guys, please go support Shelly Belly, uh, Comedian Bookers. Make sure you book her. She's hilarious. And please follow oh. her on social media. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure.